Welcome to the Chicago Bears Podcast. A presentation of ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Here's your host, Pat, the designer. Paradigm Bears fans, welcome into another edition of the Chicago Bears podcast. Pat the Designer, Tommy Waddle in the building. How's it feel being back at Hallis? A little different than when you played. It's different. It's a different <laughs> building. It's a nicer building. Same same sunburn. Same but, sunburn? But different building. You haven't no, learned the sunscreen yet? No, I haven't. <laughs> to get the leathery neck working. Uh, but look, I mean, I tell anybody that will listen, this place is spectacular. The yeah. fields are great. The amenities are great. The you know, the, the workout rooms, everything. Top-notch place for sure. It is It is a beautiful facility, and we got to see some. Listen, they're hitting out there now. This is this yeah. is not uh, no pad practice anymore. They're, they're getting some action out here, and we saw the offense struggle a little bit versus the defense today, but we're implementing new things. What are you seeing from this team so far now, getting ready for a first preseason game that you like? You know, I've, I've, I've seen – I want to say three or four practices now, and I have to be honest with you, what's been most impressive to me has been the defense. Yes. Now, and, and again, I mean, that's not a shot at the offense. I, it's a compliment to the defense, especially, you know, I'm really not focusing much on what's happening at the line of scrimmage. Um, I, I know that a couple of their guys, uh, Walker's been out yeah. and Gakwe is new, so, you know, hasn't been in there. Uh, so we really haven't kept an eye on the pass rush, but their back seven's got a chance, I think, to be, Really good group. Uh, they got some youth in the secondary and some athleticism and some ball hawks. I love the kid out of Miami, Stevenson. Uh, I think Jalen Johnson is, you know, will continue to play well. Gordon, you kick him inside, and I think he's comfortable there. Uh, and obviously, you add Edwards and, and Edmonds at yeah. the, the linebacker spot. And I, like I said, I think you've got a really good chance of having a, a, an above average back seven. And um, I'm looking for them to make some plays. So I think the thing that has stood out to me most has been. Yeah, is that collectively the three or four practices I've watched? I've been very impressed with what I've seen from the defense. It, it's from the professional standpoint, right? From the fan aspect, we are like, okay, the defense is still a, seems ahead of the offense. They are. Seems like they're still getting in the backfield a ton. Seems like they're now again. I keep saying get to Justin Fields. We watched Justin Fields get out of some very precarious situations. Yeah. But is it still normal at this point, second year in a system, that we're seeing the defense be? Like today, I thought the defense dominated the offense, realistically. Yeah, I, th- I think it's okay. Uh, I mean, look, what you, you want to progress as camp goes on so that you have more of a stalemate or more you come out of it and you feel like you've had a draw. Yeah. But I would say, yeah, that, that you know, especially early, my experience was early in camp that, that the defense was a little bit further ahead. Um, I'm not saying that they don't have schemes and, and concepts that they need to adhere to, but but I think that there's more structure to the offense. And I think that, again, when you've got so many new faces in there, um, I think the offense will take a little bit more time to gel. I actually believe, I'm one that, that believes, especially when you have a young ascending quarterback, that that this offense will look better when they're game planning. You know, it's like, yeah. it's like basketball. Like, yeah. you play a pickup game. You know, the defense is winning that pickup game right now. I think that this is a group that because, again, there's some new faces and, you know, you're you're learning the system. Um, I think that they'll look better 
when they're they're starting to game plan for things. But again, I think the other thing I think is really important, and I think other than adding guys like DJ Moore to the huddle and Chase Claypool and others, guys with tremendous talent, I think Justin being in the same system for consecutive years for the first time since college yeah. is going to be tremendously beneficial to him in the whole offense. We saw the uh, the coaching staff getting after the offense a little bit today. I saw Matt Eberflus kind of snapping on him, saying we're going to reset it here. Is that what you want to see at this point? You still want to see the – we're seeing so many corrections happening, of course, but even Luke Getz, he talked about it in his press conference, we're also still seeing probably a mistake every play. No, that's – that you, you can't have that. I mean, that's got to go away. And you would think as camp rolls on that those moments will be fewer and further between. Um, I, I wouldn't say, like, I'd get – I'm bothered by it yet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, That's really the question. Are you, yeah. Is not bothered, bothered by it yet. yet. No, not yet. I mean, but it needs to like the, the, the simple stuff bothers me. Like I, I always say, I don't know who said it, but whoever said it deserves a lot of credit for it. Do simple better. You know, it may have been Joe Madden with the Cubs from years ago, but whoever it was, but it resonated with me because like this, these guys are, are some of the greatest athletes on the planet. Like the spectacular will come more natural to them than other people. Yeah. But, you, you know, you have to learn to do the simple things better and more consistently to, to really climb that mountain and get to where you want to go, especially on offense. So, you know, you got to get rid of the the uh, the illegal procedure penalties and then, you know, jumping off sides and all that other stuff. But I wouldn't. I mean, it's still early. Very it's still early. early. Yeah, yeah. Do you like, because this is the news we got yesterday, that the starters are going to play. Now, depending on who the starter is, right, I expect to see maybe a series of Justin Fields out there, depending on who the starter is. But do you like that we're going to see them do the in-game rep here for, okay, you're going to go against somebody who's not your defense, who isn't scared, did not hit you. Yeah. Or are you on the side of, hey, listen, guys, like – we don't, these games aren't important. We don't want to risk our guys out there. I, I lean more towards, I think that, especially for, a, again, a young ascending team, I, I think that these are valuable reps. Now, I am also one that thoroughly believes that what they'll do next week against the Colts yeah. in those combined practices, I think you'll get more out of that than you would in any preseason game. I think you'll learn more about yourself and your team and where you're at as a coach. I think you'll learn more from that experience with the Colts than you will this game against the the Titans. Um, but I'd like to see them play. Yeah, I mean, look, if this was a different group, um, you know, if this was the Bills, and I and I think I, I, w- I heard earlier today that, like, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs are not going to play right. yeah, in their yeah, first yeah. preseason. And I get that because they've already established the chemistry that is necessary. Um, so I would I, I wouldn't overdo it. I mean, because I think that the, the, it's a natural balance of, you know, are you going to get something beneficial from doing this? But also the risk of getting hurt is something that you have to you, you have to evaluate. Now, I mean, look, this is a vicious sport. You could get hurt doing anything. But I think you come into this game, especially like you don't want your quarterback to get hurt. So I think if I'm Luke Getze, I'm telling Justin, look, under no circumstances are we tucking and running. You know, if things don't develop, dirt it right into the ground and we'll live for another play. Do not put yourself in a precarious situation. Don't stand tall in that pocket if, in fact, you feel that it's collapsing. I think you can get some things done, but you also have to have a game plan to protect yourself in the process. Um, There's no certainty that everyone's going to come out of the game 100% healthy. But I think at this stage, especially 
with where they're at. I have no problem with them playing a couple of series. Yeah, I don't think that's a problem. My only concern right now is the injuries that are mounting up already before we've gotten there, right? Even looking at the defensive side, of course, you're going to get more bodies in there and you're going to get more reps for those guys and opportunities, but you're already coming in with this offensive line a little bit banged up early on, right? Nate Davis still not out there. You're, you're coming in with your defense. I mean, Tremaine Edmonds, uh, I think Eddie Jacks was back out there today. Jack Sanborn was out there. But we're seeing guys kind of go down, and, and that's the process of training camp. But my only thing is, right, what are you getting from that? Like for Justin Fields, we're getting one series. He's going to throw a deep ball and hand the ball off three times if the deep ball is completed. Then he's probably going to sit down. <laughs> What are you getting from having him in there? Just hearing the cadence, or just it's all setting of that. things? Yeah, up? I mean, just, you've got a you got a rookie right tackle. You got to yeah. learn how he handles his business. You've got a new center, Cody Whitehair. So you've got a you know, I mean, all of the things that you take for granted, the center quarterback exchange, all of that stuff. When it's live, um, I, I think it's all beneficial. And I think you know, every Justin's still only in his third season, so every snap, I think there is something that you can learn out there. Again, I I, I think there's a there's a pretty reasonable balance between getting something out of these games and not not putting your your top players in harm's way right um but i think you could still do things that you know i think these guys need to hit somebody else too like they haven't done that yet i think it, you know if you talk to some of the big guys in the trenches they, they want some fresh meat yeah. and and i think it's a good opportunity to go out and do that i don't think again you have to spend you know two and a half quarters doing it right, if you're right, one right, of the starting right. groups. And and to address your point, too, about the injuries mounting, you always keep an eye on it. And I know that, you know, like most teams, they keep the lid on kind of who's where with their injury and how severe things are. Uh, I, again, it's something I wouldn't worry about yet. Yeah. Uh, like Nate Davis really hasn't practiced, but Nate Davis has been in the league for a long time. So I think that he can step in and play probably quicker than a younger player who hasn't yeah. had the same experience. Um, so I would say not yet am I worried about any of the injuries, but you do have to keep an eye on it. My only concern with Nate Davis is just the chemistry. Even Flus talked about it right in his press conference with his, uh, two days ago or, yet, or yesterday, even, um, where he basically just was like, yeah, at a certain point, you got to start worrying about getting the continuity of these yeah. guys together. You know, there's there's coming a point where we're not seeing guys play on the field enough and, and they're not going to have that relationship built. And we saw that last season. My only fear is, right, we come into this season, we feel like we've got this offensive line solidified and it's really an offensive line where it's you know uh, uh cincinnati last year where yeah it was solidified but it took them because yeah. they didn't play any time four or five weeks before all of a sudden we were like oh no they know what they're doing together now. It, it's the unfortunate nature of the beast i think these yeah. days with the league is is that you know with the 17 game schedule and just how practices are run and training camp i yeah. think that there's they play the long game and i just think that i think it's the right thing but there is you know there is you know, a, a negative side to it is, is most teams aren't really in sync when the season begins yeah. and they find their way. It's almost like back in the day, you would never, ever, you would, we were opening game of the season. Everything's teased, you know, are crossed, eyes are dotted and everything. I think Lee, the league now takes a different approach. And, and I'm not saying that they don't care about results in the first couple of weeks, but they know there are going to be some bumps in the road. So they're going to play the long game. So if they, you know, a player isn't a hundred percent, you know, or, not not that he's not a hundred percent, but if he's he's not playing at his you know top capacity, yeah. if if that if it exists in week one, I mean, okay, you don't want it in week three or week four, right? So I think that there, I mean, I guess the best way to describe what I'm saying is is I think there's an element of pacing yourself that exists in the league now that didn't before. So, like I said, a guy like Nate because he's been in the league so long 
um, it, it's less of a concern to me than a young player who's missing reps because of injuries. And then when the season starts, you're already, you know, the game's so fast, so much right. faster than it is at the collegiate level. And then it's even faster for you if you haven't been out there even in practice. Having so, to process too yeah. much at once, basically. Yeah. How, how is your – this is this is the question that I love because you guys have played here. You've gone through the training camps. You've gone through the, you know, the bumps and bruises that it takes to get ready for the season. And you guys who have played before have all kind of commented on how practices are so much vastly different now oh, yeah. than when you played. Do you see the benefit or do you feel like how you guys did it back in the day with two a days, taking those bumps and bruises early, going into the season a little battered, but you're already used to, you got that soreness off. Do you feel like it's a benefit more how you guys did it? Uh, no, I actually, if you made me choose between one or the other, I choose today's schedule. I just think that, again, you know, there's a difference between working hard and working smart. What you're trying to do is do both. Yeah. You can work like a thoroughbred, you can work like a, a donkey, you know. So you, you choose. If you had to choose one or the other, I'd work smart. And I think that, you know, we've talked about this a bunch over the course of time. The 49ers were the first team with Bill Walsh and then with Holmgren. And, and kind of they changed the way that the teams handled training camp and preseason and just kind of how they handled practice throughout. And I think that you saw the benefits. It helps that you have Joe Montana and Jerry Rice and John Taylor. <laughs> it makes Jones. a little different. Okay, but it's like, a little bit of a difference. But when you have those types of players and yeah. they're fresh, I mean, that's a dangerous combination. So if you made me choose between then or now, I take now. But like most things in life for me, I think that the best answer is somewhere in the middle. Right. So I don't think that we did it right. Like we would do three hours in the morning with focus on the run game. And then if you were on special teams, you had about an hour for special teams when everyone else was lunch. And then you'd come out, you'd have a two and a half hours worth of practice. That was the focus was the passing game. So, I mean, and you did that in pads five, six days in a row, then you'd have a, a one, one practice and then you'd go back to five straight days of doubles. And, and it just, I don't think I ever played in six years. I don't think I was ever any better than 75% when the ball kicked off in the opening game of the season. So I think that, I think if I could choose, I would choose somewhere between what we did and what they do now, yeah. but I would lean towards what they do now because I think it's, I think also the science is better. They've got more information and, you know, the, the analytics can tell you when a guy is more susceptible to injury. So, um, you know, they just got better. They get better stuff to measure where everyone's at now. <laughs> the equipment's a little bit yeah. safer. Everything's nowadays. different. Everything's different. <laughs> My favorite. Do you know what we would do like after a three hour practice, after, you know, morning, walk through then this was our this was our therapy you jump in a this giant metal tub filled with ice water like okay i'm all good now for tomorrow no i mean but that's all that was kind of that's how we did it back it's, then. It's, it's, it's a very different world now yeah. i think about just just seeing you know how when you see how guys the equipment guys played in back then and, and how big the pads were oh, yeah. and how everything has changed has gone slimmer and and now the technology inside it has increased but we still see it reminds you how violent the game is though, right like we still see so many injuries mounting i would love to see somebody if they did a science of like how you guys started back then versus how they start the season we, now. you know what also i think that the reason why the injuries are still even though that they try to protect guys and the safety issues are, are more prevalent now than they used to be guys are bigger faster and stronger which yeah. means the collisions are more violent yeah. and they were violent back in the day but you know like look 
Brian Erlach, the Brian Erlacher linebacker didn't exist when I played. You know, yeah. Brian's six foot four and 255 pounds and runs a four, four, five, 40 yard dash. Right. Like you were lucky if you, you know, you, you know, or not lucky or you, you it was unusual if you found a middle linebacker that was anywhere close to that. So right. guys were moving slower. Guys weren't as big. So the collisions were still violent. But I think even to, I would think today the collisions are even much worse because of how everyone's bigger, faster, and stronger. I think even just because of how they call it today, too, right? Like, you guys knew what a penalty was back then. Yeah. Today, we sit here every game, and we're just like, I think that was that was a clean hit, wasn't it? It was a, well, you was could, a clean tackle. You could, like, Richard Denk basically could murder a quarterback and get away <laughs> with it back in the day, though. I mean, any of the things that Rich was able to do, and I don't mean outside the, the – you know, the, the guidelines of the rules, because Rich wasn't that. He was just a great player. Yeah. But he would maul quarterbacks in a manner which would not be acceptable <laughs> today. No way would that be acceptable today. Oh, man. I want to keep this thing going. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. Appreciate you guys for showing love. I got to get your thoughts on this, because Bears Twitter lost their mind last night. Bears Reddit lost their they mind did? last night. Because the Chicago Bears on their website have now said – that the bear is the primary logo and the C will now be the secondary logo. I don't even know what that means. Basically that the bear is the main logo that they're going to go forward with. Okay. And bears Twitter now thinks got, that, that, means crazy. that we're, we're going to have the bear on the side of the helmet. You as a tenured bear here, what is your favorite also logo the, that the bears have? So wait a second. So they're going to change the C and put a bear. Up Nobody there? said anything yet. All they're saying is this is now the number one logo that they're going to oh, have. I've, and that's going to be the two. So there's a possibility, wow. but it might, it might mean absolutely nothing at all. <laughs> I've, I've, unless it was like, cause I obviously the throwback helmets, but Anything I just can't see this organization changing. Changing the sea? No, I can't. I that would surprise me I greatly. I think the bear head's actually more original to me because, right? I believe the Reds had the sea before the Bears did, yeah, and it's true. it's literally the the sea. Yeah, with in red. Um, Chicago University, I believe, had it as well before the Bears had it. So I personally like the bear head. I think, but it would look very starkly different on it the would, side of the It's definitely not something I would lose my my stuff over. You know that that kind of stuff really doesn't doesn't move the needle with me. Um, I would find it hard to believe that they would do that because yeah. this building and the family is so in tune with the rich tradition. Yeah. Uh, but if they did, you know, I'm you know, okay. <laughs> you're not, you're not losing your mind no, over it's it? still good. You know what? You know, win some games. <laughs> yeah. Just win, just win you, some games. You want to, that's what I said. I yeah. said, like, I don't care. I don't care if they were pink yeah. for, for 17 games. If they I go 13 care. and five, we're in the game. 13 and four, we're in there. <laughs> uh, I mean, you wear a tuxedo t-shirt over your pads for all I care. Let's just win some games. That's good. Hey, man, we appreciate you guys for tuning in. I had to get that insight. I, I had to hear it from a former bear because for me, I love the bear. I, I do. I think that that's the iconic logo that sets the bears apart. I think the C is a little. It's, it's a little I nice. like it. I like it. I, but, I love but, it because but, of the history. But, but it, then again, I'm also one that I actually like the orange jerseys. And I know I'm in the minority I, I there. love the orange jerseys. I hate the performance in the orange jerseys. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> That's totally fair. <laughs> we put the orange jerseys on. And I'm just like, we're they're not going to. I even like the orange helmets, to be honest with you. I think I'm like, I'm definitely in the minority there in yeah. terms of the popularity of it. But yeah, like, look again, I'm not going to 
I'm a fan of different. I did like it doesn't yeah. always have to be the same thing, right? Like if it was because you're young. If it was all the same. Those of us old guys, we get set in our ways, and we just when you try to you move a pillow on my couch, and I'm gonna fight you. <laughs> that's just reality, man. But I respect I respect what happened before, right? That pillow did yeah, exist there. That's right. You know what I mean? It's We're exactly not gonna right. act like that pillow didn't right. exist. Don't come there. into my house and get on my couch and move my pillows. <laughs> but the pillow does look good here. I'm just saying. But, but it's your house, you know. It may, but that couch is comfortable, and that pillow's been there that whole time it's for lombard support that's what it really is fair hey hit that like button subscribe to the page Beth the designer tommy waddle here on the chicago bears podcast five days a week we'll be back tomorrow breaking it down i believe black and abdallah coming on with us tomorrow so another fun episode coming you guys way reacting to training camp y'all stay safe out there chicago peace fair enough.